the tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay, Italian ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. Hello? <laughs> Allie and I are just looking at each other. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Y'all Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And wooey, we got to figure it out yet. Y'all gay? (laughs) Y'all gay or not? (laughs) Um, today I I did like an intense shower today, like a shower that was so intense that when I got out, I was like, I need a little rest. Okay, I washed my hair. That's a big thing. I got a lot of hair. I washed my hair. (laughs) Hang on. <laughs> Your hair does look very good. Thank you. It's like straight. Did you straighten it. it? I did. Oh yeah. Okay. But I've, <laughs> you took such an intense shower. You had to take a little rest. Dude, I shaved everything from <laughs> my okay. ankles to my butthole to my armpits. <laughs> I'm a smooth yeah, okay. lady. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. That's why I, I was looking at Melody intense. like that too. I know how smooth I am, so I'm gonna definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be trying to hillbilly hand fish tonight. <laughs> but I also exfoliated, which is a process as well. I got out. I was like, whoa, I need to lay down for a second. That was a chore. <laughs> but what I was saying was, so mm-hmm. obviously I'm taking a very long time in the shower. And Melody was supposed to do her poop. Before my shower, but I Mm-mm. guess it didn't all come out. So she's gonna come poop when I'm showering. She's That's like, "You're just so taking a really long and time," and I'm like, "I'm trying to get this butthole ready for you." We don't really do butt stuff, but you know, it's nice to have it smooth. <laughs> I keep trying to drink some coffee, but then Allie keeps talking <laughs> about my butthole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I woke up so late. You did because you was up all night. Being a superstar. (laughs) Yes, this is so. You're listening to the day after my Arsenio Hall taping. So I was gonna clap, and then I was like, "I'm gonna hurt people's ears." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, was out late. uh, I would say late-ish for me, and um, just what a time of my life. Um, Truly incredible set uh was very honest and true to myself which felt really good and i the people at netflix and cleft clip productions mandy and joel and arsenio were so wonderful and nice arsenio hall is just a genuinely nice and incredible guy it was awesome and i watched it they killed it was Thank so you. good. Thank you. I mean, get ready for the messages my mom is about to send your way ever. Oh my God, I can't. Y'all, listeners, <laughs> Deborah has discovered me and I, I I know she has a crush on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> sent me a message the other day and is just like, first of all, it's like something like depressing that she says to me and then she's like, oh, and I think I'm in love, da, 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 with ever. Um, it's my, all the time. I'm like, yeah, Miss Death. I need that confidence boost. <laughs> Let's read one. Read some of these messages okay. my mom's been sending you. Yeah, let me. What's the one that you? Okay, let me go to. She also just like screenshots your picture sometimes and sends it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know what my best friend of 13 years looks like. Thank you, Deborah is so, so in love with Ever. It's it's really really sweet and sometimes i worry a little inappropriate but you seem to really like it so yeah my mom will just send me a screenshot of your picture and then a screenshot of y'all's conversation (laughs) and it's always just like her being like you stud looking so good and so sexy and then you're (laughs) always just like ha 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 (laughs) so miss deborah um (laughs) I posted a picture of me. It was a selfie. And I I do admit I looked pretty hunky. Like yeah. I looked like that jacked kangaroo. And I got a new <laughs> shirt. And it's a vintage F-15 uh, fighter jet shirt. You know. Sweet. So your mom 
<laughs> my new girlfriend um, <laughs> writes, you can fly me to the moon anytime, you flaming hot stud. <laughs> airplane takeoff, airplane landing. <laughs> I-Y-K-Y-K. I think she means if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's what she meant. I'd add that. I'm just adding that since Allie just told me what it meant. <laughs> cry emoji, cry emoji, sweat emoji, cry emoji. Uh, he, she hears a baby animal reel she sent me. <laughs> Is it the monkey? Yeah. <laughs> she loves that monkey. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, here's a picture of me and Candy in black and white. Mm-hmm. Hmm investigative emoji investigative emoji looks exactly like a scene from miami vice to me i think getting rid of those boobs must have shocked ever's hormones into a badass guy that everyone knows better than to mess with muscle punch middle finger angry red angry cry uh, stream cry uh, tears to the side cry head cocked cry my cheeks are here's one Oh, this is the Arsenio Hall post. Oh my God, what a huge accomplishment. You are hilarious on and off stage. Oh, this is so sweet. Aww. All the wonderful things Allie has told me about you over the years are obviously true. I'm so happy for you. Um, that was a nice one. Where's another one? Do you want to make out? One? <laughs> There's all these like <laughs> heart eyes, sexy eyes, you know, cute eyes. Oh, um, she also recently was like sent me something and was like uh well i obviously i knew ever was a stud but i didn't know he was a superstar and it was a <laughs> video of you on youtube from the kates this sh- show that happened at a bookstore in chicago and the video is from like 11 years ago what oh my god i gotta get that off <laughs> she has been taking a deep dive mama wants everything ever mannered and i love it um, and I can't wait for her, her to watch your Netflix set because I've been trying to explain non-binary and maybe maybe she'll understand it a little more after. You know, there are some like general general some people get it, especially like in more rural areas. It's kind of like a harder concept or at least mm-hmm. I've just, you know, some people get it. Some people don't. And there's also like an older generation, like our parents, right? It's new to them and they're trying their best. And, you know, I think sometimes I take for granted living in a bigger city like Los Angeles or going to New York um, where there is a larger population, where there are larger, larger populations of queer people. It's kind of in our zeitgeist, you know, Mm -hmm. like in bigger cities, like more, you meet more and more non-binary people or trans people, queer people. Whereas like in Little River, they just know LGBT, maybe Q, you know, you're either lesbian, gay or bi, maybe trans, queer, question mark. They don't know any, you know what I mean? Like it's not in their vocabulary. And sometimes it's, I've recognized that when people feel ignorant or stupid, that's when they lash out. You know, they don't want to feel like they look dumb. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't think you look dumb. Like, it's with Arsenio, like. Oh, yeah. Do you want to discuss what? Oh, yeah. Like, he was so sweet. And he was like, I'm trying my best. And I was like, I understand that. Like, I'm not going to be offended. I don't think I don't hold you to like a stand. Like, you better be perfect with my pronouns. You know, like he was so respectful. And, you know. It is kind of, even for me, like I, I'm not like, oh, I'm ever like, I'm they, them. Like, do you have Mm -hmm. any specific, you know, that's also like a newish thing, Mm -hmm. right? To like introduce yourself with your pronouns to new people. And even sometimes I'm like, hey y'all, or like, excuse me, sir. And it's like, well, I'm doing it too. Yeah. You know, like, so, but yeah, Arsenio Hall was wild. Like the show, like there were a few, actually, um, a few friends and then a few new friends showed up and I didn't know they were there and that felt really cool. And Mm -hmm. it was a room pretty much full of tourists. Cool. And I, 
for those of you who haven't seen me perform, it's much like this pot. It's just a Tasmanian devil. Mm-hmm. And I had been practicing and doing my sets everywhere. And like, I was in my head mm-hmm. and I was like flubbing a lot. And I was like, fuck, like I'm going to get up there and I'm going to stutter or I'm going to like have to restart something, you know, like fuck. And it went so smooth and I felt so supported and Arsenio was so supportive and kind and encouraging that I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel like, oh, fuck. You didn't seem it. You didn't seem. I felt so comfortable there. I felt, and also like I knew like people in the audience, like I knew some of the writers um, yeah. and that, and they were like, ever you're going to be great. Like, don't like, it felt like, oh, here are all these people on my side. And after a meeting, um, Arsenio, like he was so, and and the DJ, DJ Cherish, Cherish the Love, um, <laughs> they were so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't fail. Yeah, like, I love that. They, I'm in a position of, you know, encouragement of success. Like I'm in a position that was like, here you go, let's do this. I also thought it was really cool that Arsenio and Arsenio Hall show was mainly for a black audience, and so I just think it's it's so cool because a lot of his old fans that are going to go back and watch this are going to learn about the queer community things that they don't know mm-hmm. um which i just thought was was so great i mean being queer is stigmatized you know in, in so many different places but friends of mine people that are people of color notice that it's i don't i don't know what the word is that i'm looking for that it's like almost sometimes more shameful mm. and things and stuff like in um the black community to be gay um, and so I just think that that's, that that's just wonderful. Yeah. It felt, it was just cool. Yeah. I it can't was, speak to that experience. Um, but I can say that I, I, I think I get what you're saying. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I do like, it just, I don't know. It just was like iconic. Yeah. Like a moment. And it does feel good. Like, I, I do agree that like a different audience is going to see me. Mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah, I was like trying. Yeah. I was like, I'm also like waking again. I'm waking up from being. I, I felt like I just won an Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I got home at midnight. You know, like it's not. It's not like I was up till two a.m. But um, I also like couldn't sleep. You know what I mean? Because my yeah. adrenaline was still going. Yeah. Um, and two, like going back to like being honest with myself and who I am as a performer I didn't feel the need to rein it in or worry about like I don't know if you've experienced this but people giving you so many notes on your set Mm -hmm. and it's like oh you don't get me at all yeah like I understand there's a time and a place as a comedian like maybe you do want this polished tight five for Jimmy Kimmel Mm -hmm. or maybe you do want this but I was like, no, I'm going to be myself. And I did. And I crushed. And it was kind of like, I told you so. And here you go. Like, here's the proof. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. Um, so, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so proud. That's good. Thanks. I think it's so great. <laughs> um, How are you? Oh, I'm good. Um, it was like you, you're doing this and like. Uh, putting something out for a bigger like black audience like really yeah. made me think about like how I came up in Chicago mm-hmm. and like have kind of been like oh yeah because um, you came up in the south side I did um, so here I'm, I'm just gonna tell the story um, Go ahead. <clears throat> so yeah when I started comedy in Chicago in 2009 and it was just there was like maybe six, seven women that were regularly booked on the scene. And if you're going to be booked as a woman, then there was going to be a lineup of all men and they were going to choose one woman. And 
I wasn't I wasn't getting booked. Nobody, these cool white dudes that held all the power. Oh, fuck those white dudes, yeah. And they just held so much freaking power. And I was like, well, nobody will book me here. And I just didn't know. I had no idea there's a difference mm-hmm. in the north side, the south side. And now it's like, you know, the north side's like ridiculously white. Like, if you're not like peeking oh, outside the... Wrigley Field, are you a fan? Yeah, Yeah, like, it's just a lot of collared shirts and vomiting. Um, I think still to this day, a lot of of collared... um, Oh, yeah. Like, and flat-rimmed caps, and... Yeah. 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 So you get it. It's a lot of frat boy energy. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of, like, go Cubs go. Mm -hmm. I don't take the train... I don't take the red line past... Yeah. What? Quincy or is mm-hmm. that a purple line like I don't take the red line past downtown yeah That's yeah a good yeah <laughs> if yeah. that if that yeah Chicago is a very very segregated city oh 100 percent yeah um and yeah the south side is predominantly black and so I remember I pulled up to jokes and notes and mm-hmm. I went in for like to do like my first open mic and I like came up to like the they were this woman came up and she was like uh can I help you with like was so confused to see me there and was just like can can I help you with something ma'am and I was like I'm here to sign up for the open mic and this and girl you're like 22 yeah this girl died laughing just in my face just laughed in my face and goes oh hold on hold on I'll be right back and goes and gets a friend and then also works and was like she's gonna sign up for the open mic they're just straight up roasting you. yeah straight up roasting me um I went up at jokes and notes that night I murdered mm-hmm. like and there's like there's nothing that feels as good as doing well in an, for an all-black audience it, it just doesn't like mm-hmm. um they're cooler <laughs> they're so much cooler and uh just that that feeling was amazing and that became my home club that was yeah. where i first ever got a chance to feature um thanks to mary Lindsay, who one of very very few females to own a comedy club and run a comedy club. yeah which is incredible incredible especially when you learn about like all the chuckle huts and the mm-hmm. zanies of the world yeah and it is stacked against minorities yeah you know totally. women people of color queers like mm-hmm. remember in chicago it was like a big deal to get on like um the funny females on oh, at zanies yeah it was like a tuesday night the female you know yeah yeah and yeah. then you or like some wind like a day of the week and where he it was would like, never watch you he never came to that show never and would just Bert Haas we're talking about you and <laughs> <laughs> Bert Haas you, you asked me what's my catchphrase no <laughs> Bert Haas asked you what's your catchphrase yeah <laughs> And then he asked me, who was Bert. I trying to be? Chelsea Handler or Amy Schumer? And I was like, I'm trying to be Allie Clayton. Oof. It, oof. Just no understanding about the evolution of comedy, but Mm-mm. still booking a comedy club. Uh, it, yeah. Wild. Wild. Oh, do you yeah. mind if I tell my Apollo story? It just made me think of that. I haven't yeah, told that on oh my here, God, have tell I? You, no, you have haven't. Have I told it to you before? I mean, I briefly remember it because you, okay, yeah, yeah let's it do was this. A bi- it was a big deal. Um, okay, so in 2012, I'm like mm-hmm. regularly performing on the south side of Chicago. Um, I'm performing with all of the best uh, black comedians in Chicago, Lil Rel Howery, Da Wildcat, uh, Comedian Hot Sauce, Comedian Buff Bay, Bald head hustle Phillips, and then there was me, Allie Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been performing for a while, and then our, um, who we both know, Clark Jones, calls me up one yeah. day and mentions that they're doing these auditions, that they're bringing back the Apollo Live, the Showtime wow. at the Apollo show on BET, and BET's um, doing auditions, and everybody's going from the from jokes and notes and so i show up 
uh, I'm the only white person at at this audition, and we we go in, we audition. There's so many Southside comedians there. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody there, I am the only one that is chosen to actually tape for BET. <laughs> so BET, the Black Entertainment Network, television, Black Entertainment Television. Um, I am thinking this is my break. This is my big break. I have yeah, made it. Goes. I'm, you know, here, like, it, yeah, here it goes. Apollo. It's, yeah, it's the fucking Apollo. Like it's the fucking like it's the fucking Apollo. Yeah, it's the uh, Bert Haas. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm teasing. Bert Haas wishes he could do the Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Bert you, Haas. Bert Haas. Bert Haas wouldn't even be allowed to walk inside the Apollo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, I'm, like, so, so excited about I'm going to be on BET. I've got this Mm -hmm. huge opportunity. They fly me out. They put me in, like, such a fancy hotel. I have to be at the Iconic Apollo at, like, 9 a.m. What? Um, Yeah. my For load-in? My my taping isn't even till, like, 7 or something. But I had to be there, like, all day for, like, rehearsals and... All this type of stuff. Yeah, there's moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of it. And like, even like, like I was smoked at the time, even if I wanted to go out for a smoke, like someone like had to like escort me. Too much. Yeah, it was a bit much. But um, got my hair and makeup done. And but the, the one thing I remember is like when I was walking into the Apollo that morning, there was this like, this man looked like he was like 102. Like, that he had been the mm-hmm. security guard there since, it, like, it opened. Like, cool. <laughs> just this old man sitting on a stool. And uh, I walked I walked by him, and he started uh, tapping me on the shoulder. And he goes, excuse me, little white girl, little white girl. <laughs> and I said, I turned around and said, yes, sir. He said, you know they boo. You know people come here just to boo, right? <laughs> and I was like, uh... <laughs> Uh, no, no, I didn't. I actually saw Wait, did you not know that? I didn't know. No, I didn't know nothing. Oh, man. Oh, no. No, I didn't know nothing. Oh, no. You thought you were there to, you thought you were there to, um, succeed. To shine. To shine. No, no. This is like, you're talking about the Apollo. I'm like, there's iconic moments of like people booing and then you come back and if they cheer, people cheer, then you've, then you've like, yeah. Yes. Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so he's like, you know, people like, come here. You know, people come here every week just to boo. And I said, and my face is kind of, I was like, I didn't know that. And then he goes, You got bigger balls than me. Much bigger balls. <laughs> and I was like, Thank you. And like, went to my rehearsal. And so <laughs> it's time for me to finally go perform. And by the way, the person hosting the show was Tony Rock. Uh, Mm-hmm. Chris Rock's little brother, very funny comedian, uh, but he did me dirty, y'all. Tony Rock did me dirty. Tony Rock's hosting. It's um, there's been some singers that have gone up. Um, when somebody did like some kind of praise dance, um, oh, cool. It was uh, there's also some praise clowns. Something happened. <laughs> Everything. It, look, if you want to get claps at the Apollo. Add some praise. That really helps. That really helps. Um, but I had no praise in my set. But um, I'm on the on the side of the stage waiting to go on. And Tony Rock gives me this intro. Next coming to the stage, we got a woman. <laughs> yeah, and y'all, one. if she can do one minute, just one minute of comedy... Without y'all booing, I'm going to give her $1,000 right here on stage. Everybody, Allie Clayton. And everyone <laughs> has to know that at this time in my stand-up career, I did a very hacky thing where I'm always wearing my cowboy boots. I still wear my cowboy boots, but I would kick out my punchlines. So I remember, remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would tell a joke. Uh, that that was your catchphrase, Bert. Yeah, that was my catchphrase. So, what I would do, I'll kind of, I'll just do one. Um, I'd be like, uh, growing up, I did a lot of beauty pageants. I was kind of like John Benet Ramsey, except for my mother drank more and my parents didn't kill me. Bam! 
Bam! And then I would just like kick my leg out. And so I tell people if they, if they want to see my parents drank more. And my, well, except what my, except my, my mama, mama drank more and my parents didn't my parents kill me. Didn't kill me. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> um, do you still tell that joke? I do every now and then, okay. yeah. yeah every Bring now it then. back. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, uh, so, so tell us again. So you're on stage and do the joke in the kapow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Growing up, I did a lot of beauty pageants. I was kind of like John Benet Ramsey, except for my mama drank more wine. And my parents didn't kill me. Bam! Oh, I, I, I would say <laughs> bam and kick and kick my leg. The BT producers, when they saw the kick, they fucking loved the kick. So they were like, "Look, we love the kick." No. So when you come out, as soon as he calls your name, we just want you to come out kicking. I said, "Don't don't set it up or give it any context or anything. Just come straight out kicking." And they were like. Yeah, and I was like, no problem, I'll do it. And uh-uh. These BET producers did you dirty, not Tony Rock. These BET producers. Okay, oh my God. So you get, you're walking on stage and you're just kicking? <laughs> so I'm on the like side. Like karate kicks? I'm on the right, yes, I'm on the right hand <laughs> side of the stage. I got on a dress and cowboy boots. <laughs> you're karate kicking. I'm the only white person there. The Apollo seat's fifteen hundred. It's full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you this part. The judges, the judges are um, are Gladys Knight. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And then like a, like a big radio DJ, and then like mm-hmm. rapper slash actor slash musician like there were like five of those mm-hmm. producer like and yeah yeah um <laughs> you and, kicked in front of gladys Knight. oh no it gets worse Cowboy um, kicked? okay it gets even worse. <laughs> so they tell me they love the kick so tony rock gives in my intro she's a woman <laughs> <If you're> <laughs> she can do one minute of jokes without you booing i'm gonna give her a thousand dollars here on stage everybody Allie clay and and i came out bam 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 i mean i'm kicking this is a huge stage i wasn't prepared for and i mean it takes me a while to get to the mic <laughs> doing these fucking kicks i'm kicking i'm kicking i'm kicking i get you the mic and i before i'm even breath? able to say one word the booze <laughs> the booze start. I look behind Gladys Knight, and there's this very large woman in like a lime green shirt. And I'm not saying that like in a body shamey way. I'm just saying like number one, that wasn't a good color for her. And with the lime, you could really spot her. And so she's coming up right behind Gladys Knight, and she starts going boo, <laughs> boo, bitch, bye, bitch, and starts waving, waving at me. And then it was like, it was like, it was like I was looking out, like, at a football stadium when they, like, do the wave. But instead of everybody being like. (laughs) Instead of everybody being like, I love my team. They were just like, I fucking hate this bitch. (laughs) Boom. So they're booing, they're booing, they're booing. I can't get any words in. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I hear, cut, cut. We're going to have to take that again. Allie forgot to rub the stump. (laughs) Okay, this is real important, y'all. If you don't know about the stump at the Apollo. And also you got to know about TV production, too, for these late night shows. Yeah. They'll stop and you'll have to restart. Yeah. All the time. Okay, so. Yeah. So everyone completely hates me. I've forgotten. And you forgot, you've disrespected. I disrespected. I mean, I disrespected, I've disrespected every, I mean, I disrespected, disrespected the Apollo. I disrespected every black person in the audience, black culture. Like, I disrespected all of it. Um, How old were you at the time? 2012. So. Oh, God. Yeah, young. Young. 24, maybe, mm-hmm. or 25. Um, and 
So here, I just want to give a little history on the mm-hmm. stump. So the stump that's at the Apollo, there was this tree called the Tree of Hope that was in Harlem, and which is where the Apollo Theater is. And the owner of the Apollo, that tree was chopped down. It was called the Tree of Hope. And what people in Harlem would do is they would go by that tree and rub it for good luck. So like if you're going for a job interview, go by the Tree of Hope and rub it and get good luck. Mm-hmm. Um and it was huge amongst the black community and the community in Harlem. And then the owner had the took the stump from that tree when it was cut down, had it shellacked, put it on a golden pillar, and placed it on the right-hand side of the Apollo stage. And every single person who has stepped on that stage, before you perform, you rub that stump. Mm. Beyonce has rubbed that stump. Wanda Sykes has rubbed that stump. <laughs> like... Erica Badu has rubbed that stump. You're there. You're on. It's legendary. It's legendary. And so when I didn't rub the stump, it was pretty much like me being like, well, screw everybody and your holy tree. Like, like it was not. It was so fucking offensive. And yeah, so I'm on the side of stage. I have to do this all over again. Fifteen hundred people just booed me. They're ready to boo you again. And they're ready. they're ready to ooh, they're ready to boo you as soon as they see that boot come out of the curtain. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. And so I'm like having a panic attack on the side mm-hmm. of the stage and I'm like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? They all hate me, they all hate me. And I he he gives me again. If she can do one minute material without you booing, gonna give her a thousand dollars. Allie Clayton, out I come. Bam! Bam! I, I uh, kicked my way to the stump. I get to the stump, I rub it, <laughs> and then I just completely panic. I was like, I gotta do something to make them laugh, and I completely panic, and I hump the stump. No! <laughs> <laughs> Allie! That's times disrespectful. Um, the stump. No, Allie. Allie on no. BET in 2012. No, Allie. It was really bad. Allie, no. So, I mean, I got my first like thrust in, and here comes my friend in lime green. She's pissed. Bitch, boo! And she starts, and I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm like, I gotta kick quicker because I gotta get to this microphone. <laughs> got to the you're just not even to the microphone yet so i start kicking bam 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 i finally get to the mic and i i scream i like to kick out my punchlines you know what i'm saying gladys knight and i point right at gladys knight and she has no idea what the fuck i'm saying everybody hates me everybody starts booing they're on their feet booing the only people that are still How are you still alive? How how are you still? I can't. As a performer, I can't even imagine. I can't. The only, the only white people in the audience are like three of my friends and family. Um, as I'm being booed. Okay, I'm being booed, being booed, being booed. And then the Sandman comes out. If you don't know what the Sandman is, I don't know he's, the Sandman. The Sandman worked at the Apollo, and he's. If you get booed. The Sandman comes out in, like, a bedazzled outfit and, like, tap shoes and, like, taps and, like, sweeps you off the stage with a push Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, out comes the Sandman. I make eye contact with my dad, who is crying. (laughs) He was, like, embarrassed. I think he was embarrassed and probably, like, God, I paid a lot of fucking money for a liberal arts school. (laughs) Probably, like... (laughs) So he was probably like, oh, no, that's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So the Sandman comes out. The Sandman he, came out. He he swept me off the stage. I mean, the booze were insane. And like, I mean, it was awful. I got back to that green room. I was so embarrassed. And I just immediately start like Googling like famous people who have been booed off the Apollo. <laughs> I'm like, OK. <laughs> Lauren Hill was booed off. OK. What? I think Dave Chappelle was originally booed off, like, one wow. of his first times and stuff. And I was like, okay, there's still hope for me. There's still hope. Um, yeah. And the biggest thing, though, was, like, I had to go back to Chicago. I had done this audition with all these, like, black comics that I look up to and love. Mm-hmm. And, like, I go back. I also just wanted to take a minute, though, to say that, like, the fact that I was even accepted at Jokes and Notes yeah. and in that room 
meant, and still does, just meant the world to me. That was not, that wasn't my space. take it for granted. It wasn't my space to be in. Um, And they welcomed me with open arms and loved me and considered me a colleague. And, like, I even got invited into, like, the circle. And what the circle is, is, like, outside of jokes and notes, all the male comics and stuff would... Some women would stand around in a circle and they just fucking roast each other, just roast the shit out of each other. Like it, and like one day I got invited into the circle and I was like, "All right, I'm officially a Southside comedian now." And wow. we'd stand in the circle and they'd say things like, um, "Uh, you know, like Allie, Allie don't fuck black dudes because she, uh, she only likes to fuck her cousins." You know. Ooh. <laughs> They would, they always get me with that one. Always get me with fucking my cousins. And uh, you always have to have like a quick retort or you're like going to be out of the circle. And, you know, you don't want to get out of the mm-hmm. circle. Uh, and if you're ever like in a roast or like a joke off with like a black comic, the way to like stay in the circle is you just say this. Shut up with your busted ass sneakers. And I mean, just immediate respect. Immediate respect. <laughs> and that was my big comeback always. But I... I looked up to and loved the comedians on the south side of Chicago. And it meant so much to me to be a part of that community. And so when I got booed off the Apollo and then I had to walk back into that club, I was just like, oh, God. And just I was just dreading it so much. And I walked through the doors of jokes and notes and it just starts immediately. Yo, BT's in the house. (laughs) Allie's back from the Apollo. (laughs) And like all this stuff. And. Then this comic bald head calls me over to the side. He's like, no, Al, but for real, like, how'd it go? And I was like, I'm going to be honest, bald head. Uh, they didn't just boo me once. They uh, they booed me twice. And he looked right at me and was just like, damn, that's what your country ass gets for telling me I got busted ass sneakers. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, Damn. yeah. And it, 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 it played it, you know, I, I've never watched it. Um, I've never looked for it. I don't know how easy it would be to find or not find. Uh, but every now and then, like every few years, I think they like replay it on BET. And Wait, I'll you get, were on it? Yeah. Yeah. I was on BET. They put it on air. I was a face of black entertainment television in 2012. Oh, yeah, it aired. Yes. <laughs> Ellie, I'm not laughing. I, I'm just, this is an, This is almost as unbelievable as y'all having like three, <laughs> three cougars and like 17 <laughs> jaguars and a tiger. Like <laughs> this is, why aren't you writing? Why aren't you doing this? I do. I do. I actually, um, so I had been telling this story and amazing comedian who I just adore, Roy Wood Jr. He's on The Daily Show. Oh, I love Roy. Watch yeah. every special Roy has. He's just, he's freaking incredible. So I was opening for Roy and he watched me tell this story and he was like, he's like, it's good. It's so good. He's like, but like, they have to understand just how ignorant you are. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> I yes, can, got you. I can look into um, that. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. And I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know the history of the stump and, all of this stuff. And so, so when you humped the first time, you didn't even look at it. Mm-mm. And then the next time you come out and you you hump it. I humped it. That's incredibly disrespectful. It's That's very disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck you. Watch but at me that fuck point, you. I was just on the side of the stage and I didn't even know How could what you? the stump represented. I had no idea. They were just like, she didn't rub the stump. She's got to rub the stump. So I'm like, oh, well, I get there and I kind of panicked. And I'm like, I'll just do something funny to the stump. And, that'd and you're be great. 24, and yeah. that's a bit, that's a 24 humor. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'll be honest. I still think humping things are funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, truly, truly wild. But yeah, when I do my hour, I now I close it out and I do it with that story. And oh like my I, god! I act all, out all the parts, and I um. Being like reset. Yeah, and that's my. Uh, <laughs> That's that's my uh, yeah, that's my closer to my hour. But when I tell that story on stage, it's like at least 15 minutes. Um, I mean, this is an incredible story. I didn't I knew you had done the Apollo. 
And I remember you telling me it didn't go well, but I didn't know all of this. Yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> we were friends. And I think, too, like, you would stay at our house in Lincoln Square, like, in yeah. that little base, like, on the couch, you mm-hmm. know? I never knew. I never knew that. Yeah. You know what I'm realizing? I don't think I ever went to your house in Chicago. You, because I found an old sketch we made. Um, Maxi Mattress? Oh, we probably should put Maxi Mattress up somewhere just for her. It has over a million views, doesn't it? No, under over, no, it's like over a hundred thousand. Oh, like what? maybe not a million. It has a lot of views, which no. is just insane. I swear, go look it up. Go see how many views it has. Um, it's a sketch that me and ever filmed. What in like two thousand eleven, two thousand ten, something like that. And we're we look busted. We have on <laughs> wigs and. <laughs> Just watch it for yourself. Just watch it for yourself. Um, actually, our, our good friend, Michael Timlin. I love Timlin. Uh, we love us some Michael Timlin. Uh, Timlin. Also, shout out to Timlin's wife, amazing wife, Becca James, for oh. writing us up in Vulture. Thank you. Yeah, thank- shout out. Thank you. Like, also, thank you all to our listeners. Like, we are, we're we're relatively new podcast. So Yeah, this is great. We love you all. And thank you again. Tim- what, her, Becca? Becca, yeah. Thank you, Becca. Thank you, Becca. Uh, I'll see her tomorrow and Timlin tomorrow. Um, we're going on a double date. Yes, I double date with straight people. They can oh, be that's, fun. You know, honestly, Allie, y'all are kiss. I told y'all I liked it, seeing that first because they're my friends. And now I'm just kind of jealous. And I feel like I don't need to hear about this anymore. I'm getting cranky about it. <laughs> I don't want to know about your double dates. I don't want to, I don't want to see you guys. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't want to see you guys kissing anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll I call, maybe wait we'll have until a fight I, later and I'll call you immediately. Don't you know? It's not <laughs> going well. <laughs> no, I even miss fighting with a partner. Aww. Oh, our fights are like that. My fight, my fighting style was like, no, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually do really love it. And I love double dates. But y'all know, okay, I don't know if you ever had this happen. Y'all know when like a dog shits in the house. Did y'all ever do this? You rub the dog's nose in it? Yeah. That might be like, okay, yeah. And honestly, thinking about that, I'm like. traumatize their pet? God. You know what? It's also like, one, that's disgusting. Yeah. And cruel. Um, I don't know if it's done everywhere, but in the South, that's how you train them. That's like a big thing. That's how you train them. But then you got to like clean your dog. You got to clean up the poop and then clean. It doesn't make any sense. The mm-hmm. logic. I mean, I guess I get it that, okay, your dog won't do it again. But <laughs> guess what? They will. Did y'all ever do this too with y'all's pastures? Um, if you see a coyote trying to kill the cattle or like your livestock, you, you shoot the coyote and then you hang up the coyote on the fence line. And it's supposed to keep away. I know about that. And I think my Uncle George, who had cattle, probably did some things like that. Uh Um, We didn't have many, like, issues with coyotes or or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, the big coyote. And also, I I don't advocate for killing animals. No, I don't either. A little disclaimer. Um, But, yeah, the coyotes would, like, swarm and attack the cattle Mm -hmm. every time. But, again, like, circle of life, you know. One time we had a horse jump in the pool. Allie, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Allie. What the actual fuck? My parents used to have these like huge, insane pools. And yeah, yeah, we had a pool and there was this guy that worked for us named Glenn but Glenn had like a little bit of like, a, um, I'm not making fun of speech impediments. It's just very funny what Glenn said when the horse fell in the pool. Um, had a bit of a speech impediment. What is a horse doing near the pool? Okay, so everybody was like drunk and passed out, my parents and everything. And I guess the, the horses got out. You know, sometimes somebody forget to close the fence or, you know, a tree falls and breaks, you know, part of the pasture railing and the horse gets out. Well, the horse like somehow got over to the pool area and jumps in the pool, jumps in the pool. Glenn runs into our house trying to get my parents to wake up. And he's like, there's a hole in the pool. There's a hole in the pool. And my dad thought 
thought he was saying. He's trying to say there's a horse in the pool. But he's saying there's a whore in the pool. And your dad just thought it was And my dad, my dad tells Glenn, he's like, well, tell that bitch to get out. It ain't a good time to go swimming right now. <laughs> Allie, you can't drop this on us. You can't do this stuff well, sometimes anymore. Sometimes you say things and it just reminds me. <laughs> this episode has been wild. It started with my Arsenio Hall experience to Southside Comics to the Apollo. And it's ended on a horse in the fucking pool. Yeah. How'd y'all get that horse out? Oh, it fucked up the whole lining of the pool. My parents had to get the whole, like, because the hooves and stuff, like, yeah. scratching at the side. So, like, you're, so, yeah, we had to get our whole pool relined. Mm-hmm. The horses are good swimmers. They can swim. Yeah, the horses um, can swim. Damn. he wanted to take a dip. It's probably hot. We said, get out of there, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't a good time to go swimming. Oh, I did go swimming. I did go swimming for the first time since top surgery. I saw the pigs. That felt incredible. Yeah. Talk about a whore in the pool. I'm trying to be a tomcat (laughs) in the pool. I I love it. Yeah. How did it feel? It felt incredible. Like it, I had a feeling it would feel good. And at first I was a little shy about my body. And of course y'all know about my back tattoos. Um, Mm -hmm. I do need to find the pick to put it on the gram. Um, but it felt the water on my skin felt incredible and you know, like it felt like it was meant to be like this and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing dives, I'm doing cannonballs. I'm just holding my breath and sinking to the bottom of the pool. Like it felt like a child. What kind of dives you doing dog? I didn't know you was a diver. What you do? I'm not a diver. I guess it's just me falling into the pool thinking (laughs) I'm diving. (laughs) You know, I do the hand thing. Yeah, I don't know how. Like I don't know how to dive. There's not a diving board. I'm just kind of going in the pool like a little. And I think I'm just doing like a a flat faced dive probably what it looks like from the outside but in my mind i'm like mm, look at me graceful one time in london so there's a a pond there's a swimming pond on the outside of london and um there's a, a, a men's side a women's side and then like a general pool and the women's side it's nude i'm sure the men's side you can swim nude or topless and my plane ticket right now right now um i do remember going there with my friend lou Sanders, a very funny comedian, and I can't swim at all. Like I can doggy paddle and um, I'm doggy paddling. I'm unaware of how loud I'm being until these like older topless women just turn around and be like, do you mind swimming just a bit quieter? (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) excuse me. And then it just made Lou and I laugh even harder. But you go in, when you came here, you go in the ocean and swim. Yeah, but not like a stroke. I just oh. do like a doggy style, you know. So I'm doggy hell styling. Yeah, you do. Hell yeah, doggy style. <laughs> Y'all, what an incredible episode. We've learned so much more about Allie's past. <laughs> I feel, honestly, at this point, I feel like I'm interviewing you on like, <laughs> like this is a podcast of me just interviewing you and just being like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are we going to learn about Allie next week? That's something that I honestly look forward to every working single day. Working on a day. lot in therapy going twice a week. So <laughs> never oh know my God, I'm working on a lot in therapy too. Maybe next episode. Let's talk about working on therapy. Working on the on therapy. therapy. All right. And um, we've talked about yeah. him a lot. We've been mentioning him every pod. Um, and I thought maybe today we could give him an award. Clay Aiken. You are this week's Southern Gay Icon. Thank you, Clay. Congratulations, Clay. Clay. Yes, Allie and I, you know, it, it, you would think it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, like, who could it be this week? And it was like, of course, it's Clay Aiken. It's Clay it, Aiken. It's going to be Clay Aiken, um, if you're listening. If anybody here is listening that is a friend or an acquaintance or, like, a neighbor of Clay, mm-hmm. please put Clay in touch. If you're Clay Aiken's publicist, if you're Clay Aiken's agent, if you're Clay Aiken's manager, or if you're Clay Aiken's tax person, if you're Clay... Aiken's um 
landscaper, if you're Clay Aiken's general handy person, let Clay Aiken know we are desperate to have him on our podcast and to give him this award verbally. I mean, we we ever is about to be famous. So right now is the time for, for Clay to jump on this um, opportunity. Clay, this is your opportunity. Because if I would get famous, I don't know if there's no, if I get famous, the first thing I'm going to do is go, I need, can somebody get me Clay Aiken on the line? <laughs> please when they're like what do you want for your entry music you're like clay aiken Aiken. live (laughs) can i just get clay aiken just talking is there an audio clip we can oh yeah you go watch clay's instagram Um, and then that's what i want to be played on stage is just clay aiken having a conversation (laughs) make some noise forever maynard and it's like clay aiken having a conversation that's good (laughs) i just walk out (laughs) i like it yeah, well, Clay Aiken, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Um, mm-hmm. This has been Y'all Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. Y'all are gay. Y'all are gay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Allie and Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now. Y'all gay. I like to kick out my punchlines. You know what I'm saying, Gladys Knight? ...of learning new languages with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's Babbel time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like, y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine-and-a-quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me y'all one thing i really love about Babel is the content i'm learning is personalized i get real-time feedback tracking and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated that's why 15 hours with Babel is equal to one university semester y'all that's the most university i've done y'all it is 2024 and it's time to be the best you with Babel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works so here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now you can get up to 60 percent off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babble.com slash y'all gay get up to 60 percent off at babble.com slash y'all gay spelled b-a-b-b-e-l dot com slash y'all gay rules and restrictions may apply